0: Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your
1: host, Agri News Director Jim Smalley. A story in a prominent newspaper in India contains some positive news for Saskatchewan pulse growers. Today's edition of the Hindu Times is reporting that the deadline on fumigation of Canadian and Australian pulses is likely to be extended by a few months. A government official told the Indian newspaper that an extension would be a short one, and not for the entire year. The current extension is set to expire next Friday, March 31st. India had been hoping to end the process of treating pulse imports with methyl bromide at domestic ports because of its impact on the ozone layer. India wants the treatments to kill a certain type of insect, which is not found in Canada. Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley and various Canadian pulse industry representatives were in India earlier this month, to try and find a compromise. The story indicates Indian regulators are working on alternatives to replace methyl bromide fumigation. The official is quoted as saying there needs to be an equally effective way of killing quarantine pests and not harm the environment. India is the largest buyer of Canadian pulse crops, and Saskatchewan produces the vast majority of the peas, lentils, and chickpeas grown in Canada. The president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association is hoping for a smooth transition in provincial community pasture ownership. The wall government is getting out of running community pastures. Stock growers president Shane Yonke expects local groups will take up the pasture management.
2: Came as no surprise that they're probably doing the transition with the provincial pastures. We've seen it in the past with the federal so uh, we probably knew this day was coming. I just didn't think it would be happening as soon as it did.
1: Will it be much of a disruption?
2: It's going to be anytime you have a something like this happen, it's going to be changed for the patrons, but the government has assured us they're going to be uh, prioritizing the patrons' needs and keeping the pastures for grazing. And if the past record for the federal transition of those pastures, I believe it should go off fairly well.
1: How many community pastures are we talking about?
2: There is 50. And out of that, it represents, the numbers that they've shown us is 12% of producers, and it represents about 5% of the cow herd in Saskatchewan.
1: Did they give you a time frame when they hope to, what is it, they're going to sell them off or privatize them or what?
2: Well, what the time frame uh, is they're going to start doing it, uh, everything will stay status quo, I believe, for the 2017 grazing season, but they will start transitioning pastures this fall.
1: And I assume it would go to what, community groups then?
2: Yes, similar, the patrons would have probably the first kick similar to the federal transition of the pastures as well.
1: Sounds like you expect a pretty smooth transition.
2: We're hoping. I think we probably, uh, the government's learned from just how they've Ratted in the past and I believe that uh, I'm, I'm encouraged with the fact that they're uh, made a point of saying that they're going to prioritize the patrons needs and concerns and they've already started having an announcement for the regional patron meetings coming up here shortly within a couple weeks.
1: Shane Yonke is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. The Federation of Sovereign Indigenous Nations is interested in at least a portion of the 780,000 acres through treaty land entitlement claims. The provincial government is getting ready to begin a public consultation process involving stakeholders like pasture patrons, First Nations and Métis communities. During a news conference yesterday reacting to the provincial budget, FSIN Chief Bobby Cameron was asked about the possibility that some of the Crown pasture land could be sold to private buyers. We at the FSIN have always emphasized that,
2: that these lands and the PFRA lands, the Crown lands, the provincial parks, the national parks, the wildlife lands... Are all ancestral lands are all First Nations lands, and we'll do what we can to protect it, and we are.
1: Something's coming up here in the next uh, week or so, and you guys will get. You guys will be the first to know when it does. FSIN Chief Bobby Cameron coming up. The Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association discusses the community pasture issue. Chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association says he is not surprised the provincial government is getting out of the community pasture business. Ryan Beyerbach says the province had been expected to follow the lead of the federal government.
3: That's something that we've kind of been expecting to happen here for a while, I guess. There was some rumblings about it before the federal government decided to privatize the PFRA pastures. And we kind of, from what we heard, it sounded like it was kind of as soon as the PFRA thing was going or well on its way, the provincial pastures were probably going to get privatized. Not surprised, I guess, anyways. Do you expect a smooth transition? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they're going to do some consultations coming up here uh, through April, so we'll have a better idea after that. But I think that between the PFRA pastures transitioning, and, and they have went better than what a lot of people expected. And part of the Probably the biggest issue with the PF pastures was the pasture rates for patrons had to increase. And with the provincial pastures, the rates are starting out a little higher than where the PF rates started at. So that won't be as much of an issue. And there's a bit of a template to follow and kind of know what to avoid, I guess, from some of the the issues that we've had with the PF pasture transitions.
1: Some First Nation groups may want some of this community pasture land. Your thoughts there?
3: Well, I guess first, I'd like to see the people that have been using it have the opportunity to keep using it. When you've been doing that for, you know, some producers have been doing it for generations, it's pretty tough to change your operation if you have that taken away from you. And and the government, you know, we talked to the Ministry of Ag on Budget Day, and they said that they're committed to keeping the pasture patron's there if they want to keep using it. And I'm sure that that there will be, that the patrons will still want to keep using it. So you see local groups taking over most of the community pastors? Yeah, I think that it'll be the people that are in the pastures already. will take it over one way or the other, whether it's in a similar fashion to the PF pastures where they lease it or possibly purchase some of the land. I know that it's going to kind of fall under the same as the lease land that the province has been trying to sell, where if it Wildlife Habitat Protection Act land, that it'll be classified. And if it's of high value for wildlife, it won't be available for sale. And if it's of medium value, it'll possibly be available but with a conservation easement and with low value well then it probably will be available for sale so yeah i'm not sure how it's going to look exactly but i wouldn't be surprised if it's similar to the way the pf pastures or the options that were presented for them
1: ryan byerback is the chair of the saskatchewan cattlemen's association a little good and a little bad. That's how the chair of the Western Wheat Growers Association, Jim Wickett, describes the Saskatchewan provincial budget. He's happy the provincial government continues to fight Ottawa's proposed carbon tax. He says the fuel taxes will not have a huge impact.
4: I don't think it's going to cause a hardship. It's just one more thing that's a deduction. Um, you know, most modern farm fuel, it's predominant... Uh, thing burnt, and, and we're paying about three cents a litre of tax on that now after this budget. So it's certainly going to hurt, but it's not the make or break, I don't think, of many operations, but it's certainly, uh, it's it's a line item that's there, and and that, and, and uh, it's certainly uh, going to be a deduction.
1: The full PST exemption remains in place for farm inputs, parts, and new equipment. No other province taxes these items, and the government was concerned sales along the border would leak into Alberta and Manitoba. Wicket says the wheat growers are glad to see the exemptions maintained. The federal budget also came down this week.
4: The big thing for us would be, is on the federal budget, is really the uh, infrastructure fund for uh for the trade corridors and, uh, you know, eliminating the bottlenecks and whatnot in our transportation system. And, and, uh, and, and going through that, I mean, there's, there's some bridges that cross some of the rivers out by the ports. Uh, there's even a couple of uh, tunnels that are owned federally and uh, they're old, they're a hundred years old. So in some cases, um, the money needs to be spent there. Um, in many cases, where when we think port bottlenecks, we're thinking port terminals, or we're thinking something else when it's actually, you know, could be a bridge or a tunnel that's 30, 40 miles back from the coast. So, um, you know, those are some of the things we need
1: to look at. Wicked is disappointed the federal government is standing firm on its carbon pricing plan. Gardner Dam Terminal at Strongfield is reporting a $1,055,000 profit for the 2016 calendar year that works out to 42.45 a share. Earnings from the grain handling segment were lower than the previous year due to decreased volumes. Strongfield is about 200 kilometers northwest of Regina. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Zone 3 and 12 annual meeting gets underway this afternoon in Assiniboia. Officials from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture and the Canadian Cattle Identification Agency will be in attendance to provide updates on premises identification and livestock traceability. The Stock Grower's annual zone meeting gets underway at 3 p.m. in St. George's Parish in Assiniboia. The Market Update on The Source 620 CKRM Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 3.40 at 4.57.72. Oats rose 46 cents at one hundred sixty-five forty-three. Number one red spring wheat went down 29 cents at 2.26.89. The rest were unchanged. Durham 2.74.82. Feed barley 1.29.14. Flax 4.88.96. Feed peas, two twenty fifty four. Yellow peas three oh six forty nine. Feed wheat one thirty six forty eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was down one and three quarter cents a bushel at five thirty nine a bushel. 58. And now the latest livestock quotations. This is
4: Grant Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock and Moose Jaw here, fifteen hundred plus on offer for the week. Twelve hundred and plus on at our pre-start on Tuesday, this yearland market. It was dollar stronger again, especially on the light cattle. Light cattle going to grass are dollar stronger. We had some little five and a quarter weight tan heifers. They bring two oh four and a quarter. The big six hundred pound heifers on the tan side, on the grass side, they topped out at one ninety-eight and a quarter. We did have some six fifty weight red steers. They brought in at a 209 and a quarter. Some five and a quarter weight red and black stairs topped out at 232. That's quite a few dollars for these light grass cattle right now. We're going again on Tuesday. Looks like a couple thousand light grass cattle for that one. Cows and bulls sell every Thursday.
5: Let's have a great afternoon.
1: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices.
5: Hams sold 6,000 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 164 to 166 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,500 head, selling in a range of 163 to 165 per ckg. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, March 24th, are Sig 3 162, Sig 4 17077, Sig 5 16639, Cash 16489, Britco 16449, Thunder Creek 16936, and High Life 168. 77. Cash hogs today are called steady to lower while lean hogs are trading lower and the Canadian dollar is down 16 basis points, trading at 0.7483 cents U.S. Cash hogs yesterday were down 90 cents per hundredweight while the cutout was down $1.55 per hundredweight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $22 per head black. Plants remain full and are maintaining hog slaughter at more than 4% above year-ago levels. Export markets have helped clear the market of this extra supply, with Mexico and South Korea purchasing 20% more pork than in January and February of 2016. It is still uncertain if these values will be able to be maintained throughout the year.
1: Coming up, the farm weather forecast.
0: Well, good afternoon. Jamie Lewis at Nelson GM, your headquarters for the Assiniboia Spring Fever Lotto that is rolling along nicely, approaching a very big day. We make 30 very early buyer prize draws tomorrow if you want to be one of the winners you've got to have a ticket by midnight tonight i'm going to say hi to my good old friend waverly who's on his way to Edmonton and heard us in North Battleford, pulled over a call to order a ticket and some 50-50s. Waverly, we appreciate that. We hope you're a big winner. We hope everybody wins something here. We know not everybody can, but we're giving away a lot of prizes, 86 prizes in total worth over $230,000, and that doesn't include the 50-50, which is over $79,000 already. Get your tickets 1 for 100, 3 for 250. You can buy a mega pack for 500 that includes 6 tickets and 20 50-50 draw tickets and the 50-50 tickets themselves. 1 for 10, 3 for 25, 10 for 50 bucks. Call this number do it right now. one by farm. That's one 289 3276 Jamie Lewis for the Assiniboia Spring Fever Lotto.